Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Before we roll the audio on this PFT Live podcast, we want you to know that Mike Florio does an afternoon podcast. Why? To catch all the late-breaking news and developing stories in the NFL, of course. So you got to subscribe to PFT PM as well. Go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Art19, or Google Play. Search PFT PM and subscribe. Boom. Done. Thanks for the support. Now, stats. another hour of the PFT Live podcast. Wednesday edition of Pro Football Talk Live, NBC Sports Radio, NBCSN. Hello to our good friends in the UK and in Ireland enjoying the program on Sky Sports. And if you wonder why we're a little loopy and you're listening on radio, you have to, if you, if you're, look, we want you to listen on radio. We want you to consume on all platforms if you can. But if you ever are listening on radio and you wonder at the top of the hour why we're a little loopy, it may have something to do with what we did on TV, exclusively on TV in the two minutes before the radio clock Matched up with the TV clock. We had a little fun. And and Chris Pratt, I didn't mean any of that. I I I, I will do Oh, look. Oh, yeah, there he is. Die I don't know. Hard Kids, wife, everybody. Of the Seattle Seahawks. He's got that 12 jersey with fan on the back. He gets it. He welcomed Greg Olson to Seattle. I said something snarky that Chris Pratt doesn't even know much about the Seahawks depth chart. I'm Man. kidding. He I'm backed kidding. you down. I told him, I told you he was in the Avengers and you got scared and you're backing down and running for your life now. Look at you. Well, wait, he's <laughs> only in the Avengers because it's his character from yes. the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? right? Yes, exactly. I really Look at you. You're a big fan of Chris Rat. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm very, very ashamed. That I that I know that, uh, but uh, but anyway, we were just having some fun on the way in, and, and that's what we're here to do, man. We're here to, you know, this isn't serious, right? This is, if you want hard news, there are plenty of channels out there. If you want to be depressed about something, be our guests. We're here to try to make you not depressed, unless you're a fan of a really bad football team. And at that point, sorry, you picked the team, not us. Okay, if you're a fan of the New Orleans Saints, Chris Sims. You're very happy today. And look, you're not all that surprised. We're not surprised. We knew that Drew Brees was coming back. He took to Twitter yesterday to say 
Indeed. And you know what? I was kind of impressed that Drew Brees was able to keep the cards closed to the vest. Nobody got the five-minute heads up. No. There was no Shefty tweet saying that Drew Brees is coming back, followed five minutes later by Drew Brees announcing he's coming back. Breeze was able to keep it quiet. Breeze was able to control the news and the narrative. And he took to Instagram to say, my feelings about the 2020 season. I look forward to the grind and the journey for the reward at the end will be worth it. Unless it ends the way it did the last three years. Love you, Houdat Nation. Let's make another run at it. That parenthetical where, observation where do you think he is there? Instagram. Where do you think he is? Hawaii. More importantly, where is he? You think that's Hawaii? I think it's Hawaii. I think it's Hawaii. All right. I'm betting. I'm taking Costa Rica. Okay. I'm going Costa Rica. I'm, I'm, that's going to be my guess. Wherever he is, he's in the sun and he's getting a tan, unlike others who were in the sun for a whole week and didn't get the tan. Now, here's the thing. Look, and we love Drew Brees. We had him on set with us at the Super Bowl. I think he's one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Others on this program may disagree. So I like him more than you, Chris. But <laughs> Thank you. he's 41 now. Father Time is eventually going to whack him over the head with that giant hourglass and or his staff or both. Are they running the risk that it's going to happen during the course of the 2020 season? I, I don't think so. I think they have now, listen, the Taysom Hill part of this, I think will play into this a little bit. You know, Drew Brees, you said it. I mean, he's a legend. He's the man. I mean, he really is. What he's doing right now at his age is it's amazing. He's and gonna he's have eighty thousand yards. Right. No one's had eighty thousand yards. It's, he's it, gonna have eighty thousand yards. It's insane. You know, he's a good athlete still. He can still move around in the pocket, throws the ball on the run, still extremely accurate. There's only one weakness to his game, really, at this point, right? And I think we both know it. And we you know, the Saints know it too. They show it. When they want to throw balls down the field and be aggressive that way, that's where Drew Brees is hurt right now. Or when you take away the middle of the field and can he make some of those power throws to the outside, the 15-yard out routes and comebacks, the 20-yard comebacks, all of those, the post route or in-cut we saw against you know the Vikings in the playoffs and things like that. We've seen a number of those little inklings to go, that's really the weak point of Drew Brees. And then usually when they want to attack down the field, what do they do? They bring Taysom Hill in and he takes an aggressive shot down the field to kind of back people off that way. So that's the only negative you know that's the only thing I look at I guess if there was one other negative because hey this team's in the Super Bowl window they're really good Breeze is still efficient I guess the other negative would be what is the contract number and really more this is more post Drew Breeze what is that number going to do to the team if Drew Breeze decides to retire after 2020 you know that's the one thing that I think them and the Pats have to balance here is yeah we want our legendary quarterbacks back but is it going to put a $40 million dead money cap charge on our salary cap the year after they retire? And then we're not going to be able to compete because we're missing a quarter of our salary cap? That's, to me, the, the only negatives I could really come up with with Breeze at this point. And, Chris, that's an excellent point. Let me tell you, there's already $21.3 million that was due to hit the cap this year if Breeze didn't sign a contract to stay with the team. So they're going to have to deal with that $21.3 million in dead money arising from bonuses they paid to him in the past right. when they kicked the can to keep the cap number manageable, push money into future years, and now they have to deal with it this year. And one thing, and I'm going to be candid here, I'm always going to be transparent with the audience. I, I have assumed that the NFL and the NFL Players Association will get a new CBA in place before the start of the new league year. So I have not spent a lot of time trying to figure out how the absence of a CBA beyond 2021 
with or with 2020 being the last league year, the CBA expires a year from now, how that ties the hands of the Patriots who are dealing with this issue with Tom Brady. He's got $13 million in dead money due to hit the books this year. Breeze with $21 million plus. I don't know what they can and can't do when it comes to fashioning contracts that would cover multiple years, right. that would push that money out, that would have voidable years on the back end, uh, because it could be a challenge. It could be a problem. Now, the Saints know. They understand. They're aware of what they're dealing with here. But you've got the $21.3 million in dead money for Breeze. You've got whatever you're going to pay Breeze. You've got whatever you're going to pay Taysom Hill, who I think they really want to keep, and I think they're committed to matching any and all offers that he gets from another team. And technically, it's just one offer sheet. It's signed. They match it. They inherit that offer sheet. I think they're going to keep him. The real question is how much money they're going to have left over for another quarterback because it can't just be Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. They need somebody who knows the base offense who can play if Drew Brees gets injured, especially, Chris, as you said last hour, if they're going to be putting Taysom Hill at risk at all these other things, you can't have only two quarterbacks on the roster. No. You need somebody who is there and who is dressed on game day and who is ready to go. Yes, and, and you know there should be plenty of those guys on the market, as you've mentioned a lot over the last two and three weeks, that, yeah, we're going to have a lot of veteran, experienced quarterbacks who are out there looking for a spot. And I think there's going to be some, you know, left without a chair when, when the music stops. And uh, that is, you know, the, who I, you know, who I, you know, I think it'd be perfect. Yeah. Who? Although it's, it's, I, I, I just, I think it's, it's perfect because may not be perfect this year, but I think he's the right guy to back up Taysom Hill. Right. Marcus Mariota. Well, I, I, I hear you. There's going to be, I think a lot of that type of guys, you know, this is the place where the backups and you said at the first hour, and I think you're, you're spot on. This is going to be a backup quarterback position in demand. Uh, it really is. Everything there points to, hey, if I have to play as the backup quarterback for this team, I'm going to be successful. Things we have a chance to win. I have a chance to put up stats, prolong my career, improve my price tag on the market. Mariota would be a guy I would certainly look at that. You know, Andy Dalton's another guy. If nobody, you know, gives him a chance to start, that would be a place I would look to go. I would. That's going to be, you know, a really sought after position. Because yeah, Drew Brees is old, so there's not only the point where he might get retired, I mean, might get hurt, and you get in there, but also, like you said earlier in the first hour, too, it could be just the last year, and he retires, and then you position yourself to be maybe the next guy, depending on what happens with Taysom Hill and all that. So uh, it's really going to be interesting how they attack this, and the Taysom Hill contract, the backup quarterback situation, how that balances out. Do backup quarterbacks not? Maybe they don't want to sign with the Saints as much as maybe we think because they're worried about the Taysom Hill situation and that he will be the future. I don't know. It's, it's, that's why it's kind of an intriguing situation altogether. There's been kind of a quiet confidence on the part of Sean Payton regarding the future of Taysom Hill. I think they are committed to doing whatever they have to do to keep him. Now, right. some would say that they're running some sort of a scam on the rest of the league, that they hope that someone will sign him to an offer sheet and they'll gladly take the first no round way. pick. They love no, this guy. Th this guy, this guy is the real deal. And it amazes me how people go nuts. It's become this popular narrative like, let's bash Taysom Hill. Have you not watched the guy play? The, the quote from Paul Allen, as Drew Brees was getting ready to take the snap on the play that would result in Brees fumbling the ball when Michael Thomas ran the wrong route and right. Daniel Hunter was in his face. Right. Before the snap, Paul Allen said, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm relieved Drew Brees is back in the game. Yeah. If they had used Taysom Hill just a little bit more, 
The Saints would have won that game. He was the best guy on the field. And I've had people say, oh, tell that to Michael Thomas. Well, you tell it to Michael Thomas based on his, his numbers that day. That day, Taysom Hill was the best player on the field for either team. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's a special talent. He really is. And he's improved his ability to play the quarterback position. And, you know, I, I know I see the, the hate on social media, too, with Taysom Hill sometimes. I don't, I don't understand it. To I me, don't get it. Well, it's more – I think it's, it's people who are in love with Drew Brees and they're just threatened by the presence of him, I think. I think it's more of that and the Saints mafia that way that has this negative con- – like they look at it as a threat but to Brees, should, which I don't he's get. He's going to leave at some I know. point. He's the future. I know. I don't get it either. I don't know. You I, know, I, there was a little bit of that with Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots to a degree, too. It's like they loved him, but they hated him. They loved him because they thought he was the future, but they hated him because he was kind of threatening to Brady. And, you know, it's just – I think it's more than that. But, you know, I, or I think it's something like that. But, um, yeah, the Taysom Hill thing, you know, the one thing that just jumped out to me again – you know, he's become more of a quarterback the last two years. Yeah, he's a freak athlete, but this is a guy who – this is not just like Tim Tebow. This is a guy who can really throw the ball and throw the ball at an elite level. Now, can he consistently do that 30 and 35 times a game and just be surgical that way? You know, I don't know that yet, quite yet. But I see a lot of signs that point towards I think he can, and I feel pretty good about it. From what I saw in preseason, I know I turned on the preseason film last year when I was being, you know, Ron Jawar and all that. I just remember the first game I watched, I remember going, man, Taysom Hill looks like a quarterback now. He doesn't look like just some big muscular athlete out there. You know, just the mannerisms, the way he was going through reads, the way he was delivering the football, it had changed. And that's where, yes, he is special. And to me, Mike, here's a question I got for you. Do you think that the Saints talk to Drew Brees and, you know, we don't know the numbers of the contract yet, but do they have a shake, a wink-wink, like a number that they think they're going to agree on, right? Yes, yes. And- I think that the way they left it, I think they told him, here's what we're willing to pay you. Right. As you make the decision about what you're going to do yeah. for 2020, yeah. here's what we have in the budget because of the money we've spent in the past, the cap uh, situation we're going to have to deal with. Look, and we, we welcome the reality that Teddy Bridgewater will not be able to come back. We want you. Here's what we can pay you in light of the team we're trying to put out there, and it's up to you whether or not you'll want it. So I think they already know. You do. We don't know, obviously, but I think they know. Do you think they have Taysom Hill into that conversation with Breeze to go like, hey, we also want to allow this type of money for Taysom Hill? So you think Drew knew kind of all this and he's a part of the whole game plan? Yeah, I, I mean, I would think you're right, too. I would think he would know, and they've probably expressed and been honest with him there. And Chris, I think one of the realities here, once we know what they're paying Breeze and once we know what they're going to have to pay Hill, that will tell us a lot about how much both guys are going to be used, right? Yes. You're not paying Taysom Hill significant money to not use him. And what Drew Breeze told us a couple of weeks ago at the Super Bowl, he's fine with Taysom Hill taking 25, 30 snaps per game if that's what it takes for the team to win. I think we will see more. I think, you know, of all the awkward passings of the baton that we've seen over the years, and there's never really been a seamless and smooth one. It's always been, you know, because it's competitive. There's ego involved. Yeah. I think with Breeze and Hill, this may be the first time that it really is a, a teamwork-driven handing yes. of the baton from one generation to the next. Right. Yeah, No. It, it is. It's very rare in the NFL, and it does seem very much like that. It's just really rare that you have a guy this old who's still playing at a high level, 
uh, but understands that, you know, it is coming to an end and then is able to check his ego at the door and just go, you know what, I know that I'm not capable of doing everything on the field that I might have been able to do five, six, seven years ago. And this guy's special, and he brings a dynamic to the offense that's special too and hard to defend. It makes things, you know, hard to prepare, takes a few shots off of Drew Brees, also makes, you know, some receivers more open for him because when, when Taysom Hill's on the field and Drew Brees is on the field as well, you know, defenses have to call defense worried about the Taysom Hill run game. So then you get easier pass looks at times when Drew Brees lines up at quarterback because they're playing a defense for the oh crap Taysom Hill run play might be coming too. So I think it's great that Drew Brees realizes it and realize he benefits from some of it as well. And it puts their team in a chance to be that much better and that much more dangerous. Quick break. When we return, Derrick Henry, the Titans running back, has a very simple question for anyone who would like to see Tennessee attract Tom Brady. Why isn't Ryan Tannehill? Oh, we can get to my grievance finally. Stick around. Yeah, we're going to work it in. Good. We'll do that when PFC Live continues right after this. If Tennessee wins this game, somebody in this town is writing a song about Ryan Tannehill. My goodness, what an effort. I'm still waiting to hear that song about Ryan Tannehill. He is in Nashville. Will he stay in Nashville? He's due to become a free agent. So is running back Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry recently had this to say, Chris, in reaction to all of the chatter about Tom Brady possibly joining the Titans. Brady can still play. Obviously, age doesn't matter for him. He's still playing at a high level. My question would be, why ain't Ryan good enough? Speaking for everyone on the offense, we fed off of him. Ryan Tannehill's our quarterback. We went to the FC Championship. Why would we not want Ryan back? Your reaction? Well, uh, this is what I wanted to grieve about. You know, I was going to kind of lump Tannehill and, and Dak Prescott into this conversation because I'm sick of it. You know, I, I just hear it too much right now. Like, oh, Tom Brady, yeah, the Tennessee Titans, yeah, oh, yeah. What? You, everybody's out there. You're crazy. Tom Brady is not as good as Ryan Tannehill right now. I'm, I'm just sorry. You know, I know Tom Brady is arguably the greatest quarterback ever, certainly the most accomplished, the man. But that doesn't mean he's the best in 2020. And Ryan Tannehill was great last year. I don't think that the Tennessee Titans would have had the same results if Tom Brady was in the game for the Tennessee Titans. You know, like, listen, the the, the Titans weren't like a team where we're going, whoa, they got weapons galore. They didn't have great weapons too. We didn't really know about A.J. Brown until Ryan Tannehill got in there. How many times did we make tapes and talk about this on the show, Mike, where guys weren't open and Tannehill was just hitting the bullseye 40 yards down the field, 30 yards down the field, you know, and then, of course, his athleticism to go with it. So, yeah, why? He was, you know, arguably other than Derrick Henry, he would be the second guy you would say would be the MVP of the team. So I, I just don't understand that either. I think we got to get away from, you know, what I always say. This is this, oh, franchise guy, and this is the guy where it's warm and cozy and we feel good about that and it's the only guy we can win. No, you can win with more than, you know, three guys in the NFL. Let, let me say this, though. And as it relates to Tom Brady at the Cowboys – Tom Brady at the Titans. I think Brady Locks makes a lot more sense in Dallas because of what the Cowboys are trying to do, which is win another Super Bowl ASAFP. In Tennessee, I think it makes more sense to stick with Ryan Tannehill. Here's the caveat, though. What we saw last year from Ryan Tannehill was a guy who was in full-blown nothing-to-lose mode. He had... 
played out his rookie deal. He had a second contract with the Dolphins. And he gets this chance after the Dolphins are paying a large chunk of his salary to facilitate the trade that happened last year to Tennessee. He's loose. He's free. He's just out there playing the game, not knowing whether or not there's going to be a tomorrow, whether because of injury or ineffectiveness. And it worked. The planets lined up and it was special. My concern is once he's reestablished, once he gets a big contract, what happens? And he's got an injury history, Chris, yeah, and that's we can't right. I overlook know. that. Yep. And those clips that we're playing, he is throwing his body around. He's not going to be doing that if he is a franchise-level quarterback who's got a 25 to $30 million per year contract that goes along with it. So that's my concern. We've seen that before with running backs and defensive tackles, and I kind of have that concern with Ryan Tannehill. After you give him big money, what happens that would be my concern yeah I mean I that's a fair question but I think as you and I both know because we dug into this a little lat you know last year at the end of the 2018 season Tannehill's time in Miami when you really dig into it is a lot more impressive than I think we give it credit for when we just look at it at surface level now the injury history is real you're right so that's that's scary you know but you know, I think this year has got to give uh, that the Tennessee Titans, you know, confidence that okay, you know, he's overcome the ACL knee injury and he should be good from here to from here on out. So I get it, and I understand Tom Brady's a legend, and everybody would love for him to come to town. I'm just saying to the Dallas fan base, the Tennessee fan base, he is not as good as those two quarterbacks. He's not. You know, and I don't, I don't agree with your sentiment about, you know, I understand your logic about you saying Brady to the Cowboys. Chris, Chris, they were 8-8 eight and eight with Dak Prescott last year. It, okay, they had a whole lot of issues. It wasn't just Dak Prescott. I mean, there's there more. So what? You know, again, and, you know, the injury concern thing where I'll just say this, you know, Brady was beat up too at the end of the year last year. I mean, he came out and let people know how banged up he was when it was all said and done. So you got to worry about the injury with him too at some point even though he's been the Iron Man to a degree. Well, but the thing is, he's going to be 43 in August. I'd go with Tannehill over Brady. And I'm I'm fascinated by the possibility You're crazy. of Brady Get playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Get out of crazy, jerk I'm man. I'm fascinated You're by crazy. It. All right, Mirror Man. We'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know he was a fan of my dress code. But obviously, he, he's, um, he's been paying attention. Being a person who, who looks at fashion to be able to, um, you know, represent yourself. I like that shirt, brother. I mean, not that this is a fashion show or anything. Whoa! Oh, my goodness! Where'd you get the hat? Personal sauce guy. I'm not sure exactly which hat that was. Can't hide We're money, 15 Mike. weeks. Yeah, you're right. Can't hide money at all. 15 weeks in 2019 without seeing Cam Newton at post-game press conferences because he only played in two games. It was obvious something was wrong with him. And then we found out something the Panthers had been concealing, that his injury situation was worse than they had indicated because he wasn't on the injury report the first two weeks and he clearly had an injured foot. So as we head into the 2020 offseason with the new league year just four weeks away, that's when trades can happen. Today's draft the top trade candidates 
for 2020. Chris, you have the trivia question that is always determines the first pick. Yep, there's no way you're going to get this today. So just guys, put it on there right now. Cam Newton Blue. will be my first pick. Cam Newton will be my first pick. Here we go. Greg Olson signed with the Seahawks yesterday, as you know. Back in 2011, Olson was traded by the Bears, stupidly by the Bears. I don't know why they traded him. He was traded because Mike Martz doesn't use tight ends. Yeah. Is that the answer? I yeah. win. May, okay. <laughs> back in Olson was traded by the Bears to the Panthers for a third round pick. The Bears then packaged that pick to acquire what Pro Bowl wide receiver? I even gave you a help there. With the Pro Bowl wide receiver. Yeah. See, you ha- you've set me up by making it seem like it's really hard. In 2011, so hard. Pro Bowl wide receiver. <sighs> is, are you are you are you being serious? Uh, I am. Pro Bowl wide well, receiver. San Antonio wide... Holmes. No. You're just like the Vikings quarterback. You can't deliver in big moments. You're just like him. Jeez, gosh, you you're You said just it, horrible. not me. You're horrible. I can't. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Remember oh, that? Brandon Marshall. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Should have remembered that. Good. All right. Go yes. ahead. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Pick number one. Of course I'm going Cam Newton. I mean, first off. The guy's a handsome guy, and that was a lot. There's there's a few crazy outfits we just showed in that matchup, but a lot of them are really good outfits. I mean, I don't know if I could pull off the hat, but I like the outfits. But the man, but he can pull it off. He can because he is like a statue come to life. He no, can pull it off. He's a great god. He is. I mean, he's a defense and playing quarterback in the NFL, and he is a awesome football player. I say to anybody who acquires Cam Newton's talents at some point, yeah, you got a chance to win every game. Uh, uh, when he's on the field, when number one's on the field, you got a chance to win a football game. He is a phenomenal football player. And yes, I think with the Panthers and Matt Rule and Joe Brady and the new era in the Carolina, I don't think he's going to be want to be, be a part of that completely. And I don't think necessarily they're going to really want him either. I think they're going to want their own fresh start and not having a guy part of the old regime being such a huge focal point in the locker room. I think they will look to trade him. And I'm with you. I think it's the Chargers, but I think Cam Newton is certainly the leader of this list. The wild card in all of this is whether and to what extent Cam Newton is going to want a franchise quarterback contract at $19.1 million in total compensation for 2020. He is at the low end of the veteran he needs more. quarterback I know that. second contract market. So it's going to be more. Is it 25 to 30? Is it more than 30? He's going to have to show he's healthy. And you know what? It may just be a short-term contract or almost like a deal be. like the, the one Drew Brees signed with the Saints initially had a Payment for 2006 and then a significant option bonus the following year that the Saints would not have picked up if Drew Brees ended up being not effective after having 26 studs in his shoulder from the injury he suffered in his last game with the Chargers. I'm going to go Andy Dalton, right? And look, it may be that at the end of the day, the Bengals have to just cut him or maybe just keep him, but at only $17 million, unless Dalton is going to be jostling for a new deal, that's a very tradable contract. Yes, it I mean, is. Of guys on their second deals, it's Cam Newton and it's Andy Dalton at the bottom of the barrel. And I think someone, when the dust begins to settle, is going to want Andy Dalton. Who knows? Maybe he'll be somebody's plan A right out of the gates. Right. Let's just get this done. Let's get Andy Dalton at $17 million so we don't have to get into this, this crazy bidding war that's going to be 25, 30 million plus per year. Let's get Andy Dalton. Let's have him for a year and then let's move forward. I still think there's a chance the Bengals keep him, yeah. depending upon what their draft plan is. Uh, but, uh, you know, the longer they hold on to him, the harder it's going to be to get good value. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think Andy Dalton, you know, 
whether he's signed to be, you know, traded to be that like bridge quarterback for somebody. Maybe he ends up in Carolina after they trade away Cam Newton and they go, okay, we know we're going to take a quarterback, but let's have a veteran guy in here who, you know, we don't need to have the quarterback be the guy right away in year one. I could see something like that happen. I could also see a team like the Chicago Bears going, let's bring him in for $17 million. Let's do it. We're still paying Mitchell Trubisky rookie contract money. And if Trubisky gets That's a lot a, for a backup, it is a lot. That's a lot but for I think, a backup. like you always say, you have a total number for the position. And, you know, Trubisky, I think, is one of those guys that we got to put on alert right now. If they get off to a two and two start and he's played horrible football, you know, that would be the time you'd go, you know, I think we need to put Andy Dalton in or something like Peter that. Peter King. Peter King has mentioned Andy Dalton to the Patriots so many times that it, it made me think he knows something. I, he I, claims it, he doesn't. I know. But he mentions Andy Dalton to the Patriots anytime the topic comes up. Yeah, I uh, and, and you know, I mean, I don't know if Brady's not there. I don't know if that's a crazy thought either. That's what I mean. He could be the bridge guy for where they think Stidham might take over a few years. Who knows? But, okay. Um, my next one, I'm going A.J. Green. AJ Green, Cincinnati Bengals. Like, you you know, you've heard me talk about the Bengals and the rebranding and all that. Andy Dalton, it sounds like he's going to be out the door. Like, the Bengals just need to fresh, a new fresh start. You know, and, it, you know, Joe Burrow in the town, just bring in a whole new crop of young receivers with him and let them flourish and grow together. You know, I don't necessarily always think it's a great thing for a young quarterback to, um, come in and then have a presence like an A.J. Green in the huddle and you know who's going to want the ball. It almost puts more pressure on the young quarterback, a la like Cam Newton and Steve Smith Sr., right? That type of thing. That's all I'm saying there. Now, I know that right now A.J. Green is poised to be a free agent, but I would have a hard time thinking they're just going to let him get out the door free here. I would think that at the very least they franchise tag him. And tag and th- trade. Tag, tag and, and trade, trade, right? And I just think, yes, that there's going to be a market for A.J. Green, whether it's the Patriots, the Packers, somebody I would think is going to call him because uh, I still think there's a lot of tread left on that tire. Or, or tag and keep and then trade him during the season if the Bengals end up struggling like or they that did last too. year. That could be. Getting more immediate value when you can... Da- hey, if Mohamed Sanu was worth a two last year, what's A.J. Green worth if he's available Very at real. the trade deadline this year? So, yes, I agree with you there. All right, next one for me is Le'Veon Bell. They almost traded him in 2019, right before the trade deadline, he came out and said it was the Chiefs, it was the Texans, it was the Packers, it was the Steelers who were in on the action. And they they ultimately didn't do a trade because Le'Veon Bell was unwilling to adjust his contract. He's due to make $13.5 million this year, fully guaranteed. Hey, that's not more than what the much more than what the Steelers paid him three years ago under the franchise tag. I wouldn't be stunned if the Steelers bring him home. I really wouldn't be. I wouldn't either. And I, I you know, I, I think that some of these other teams we've we've already mused about the possibility of the Chiefs upgrading their running game with Le'Veon Bell for this year. Can you imagine Le'Veon Bell in that offense? My God, just Ooh. give him the trophy now. It would be amazing. It really would. And I, I'm with you. I think the Steelers, if this comes down to it, will be the t- be a team that is very much involved in the conversation for Le'Veon Bell. But, yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, I think the Jets, you know, I'm not going to pick this guy with my next pick, but I'll throw it out there. Maybe you end up using him. I mean, the Jets, Le'Veon Bell, 
and Jamal Adams. I think they're both guys that I'd say watch out for. You know, I don't know necessarily if I'm like convinced that the Jets are in love with Jamal Adams. I don't know if they want to deal with it. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I have no inside knowledge there. I think Jamal Adams is arguably the best safety in football. I want to make that clear. But, you know, as we've seen, he's, he's a personality. He's loud. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and that can rub coaches and GMs the wrong way at times. But that's not my pick. My pick is Trent Williams. Trent Williams, Washington Redskins. I still – no. Bruce Allen's gone. He's going to stay. You think He's so, gonna for stay sure? With Ron Rivera. Yes, yes, he's okay, staying. Okay, fine. Then I'll take That's Jamal my Adams. Guess. <laughs> all right, all right. That's fine. I wasn't going to take Jamal Adams anyway. But I think, I think they're trying to mend the fences there. I think they want him to stay. And I think the fact that Bruce Allen's gone and they've made other changes could be just what it takes to get Trent Williams to decide I think to Trent, that's, I that's want my, my Trent Williams pick still. I still think he's going to get traded. I think it's over. I don't think he's going to want to be a part of it. I just think it's over. I'm still staying with Trent Williams. Screw you. You're not scaring me off my picks. Trent Williams. All right. I, I was thinking about taking David Johnson. We've addressed his situation. Yeah. $10.2 fully guaranteed. I think there could be a trade market maybe to a team like the Buccaneers and Bruce Arians, who was the coach of the Cardinals when Johnson was drafted. But you either have to send the whole contract with a draft pick like the Texans did when they unloaded Brock Osweiler's deal on the Browns three years ago, or you're going to have to pay some of the money to get the Bucs to take on that contract for this year. Either way, it's not going to be a trade where there's a significant amount of value flowing to the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, if they've got the cap space, they may as well just keep the guy around because maybe second year in Cliff Kingsbury's offense will really take off, especially if they aren't able to keep Kenyon Drake. So my pick is Sammy Watkins. And I, I know that, you know, the Chiefs are saying they want to work it out and they want to keep him around and it's important to have him, but it's a huge salary obligation this year, $13 million plus, And it may be that they use the possibility of trading him to another team to get him to take less to stay. You never know what's going to be that factor that gets a guy to say, okay, I'll cut it from 13 down to nine or something like that. Uh, because look, he, he has been an important part of the offense, but he's not worth $13 million plus based upon his production. No. And, and uh, you know, at some point, you got to trust the young guys. You got you to hope Mecole Hardman, who right. basically was a no-show in the Super Bowl, you got to hope Mecole Hardman, second year in the system, could maybe become what Sammy Watkins was for a lot less money than what they'll be paying Watkins. So I could see him get traded to a team like the Packers. Yeah. Chris, wouldn't that sure. be something? Wouldn't you love to have Sammy Watkins play with your guy Aaron Rodgers? No doubt about it. I, I do. I, I mean, I think, he yes, you know, them, you know, again, the New England Patriots, they, they could all be interested in a guy like Sammy Watkins for a one-year type deal that way, whatever it may be. You know, he's still got talent, as we saw. I mean, the, you know, that was one of the biggest plays of the game, him beating uh, uh, Richard Sherman off the ball on that second touchdown drive there in the fourth quarter that ultimately put the Chiefs up ahead. But you're right. And the Chiefs, too, with McCole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, they've shown the affinity to have a very good eye for the wide receiver position talent-wise as far as draft. And, yeah, Sammy Watkins' number as far as what he's getting paid does not match the production, certainly. Who else did you think about on this list? Like, I had O.J. Howard on here. Um, I put him, as I mentioned, I talked about Jamal Adams. I'll tell you the other one I had on the list, Mike, and this is from your team. That's why I'm bringing it up. Stefan Diggs. I just wonder there. You know, had somebody tell me earlier that he's wiped away maybe some of his Minnesota stuff on social media. On his Instagram page right. or something like that. Look, he, he can be a little temperamental, and I love him. We've had him at the Super Bowl each the one last of our, One years. of our favorites. I didn't get the vibe when we were with him that he's detaching emotionally or mentally from the Vikings. Me neither. But, you know, he's going to keep his cards close to the vest. But I, they're not using him 
the way they could or should in light of what they're paying him. They're paying big money to Adam Thielen, big money to Stephon Diggs. If you're not going to use those guys, you're better off moving on from one of them and saving the cap dollars that they're going to need for other positions. So that one doesn't that one doesn't stun me. If it happens, I'm not going to be shocked at all. And uh, you know, there's always been that that notion that he could end up back in Washington. Uh, a kind of a hometown team. He went to school at Maryland. And, and any time this bubbles up, it's that Washington connection. And maybe with Ron Rivera there, they, they make the move to try to bring him to D.C. All right, we've got to take a break. Quick recap. Sims has Cam Newton, A.J. Green, and then Jamal Adams. No, Trent Williams. No, Jamal Adams. No, finally, he settled on Trent Williams. I've got Andy Dalton, Le'Veon Bell, and Sammy Watkins to the Green Bay Packers playing with Aaron Rodgers. We've got to take a break. Uh, what you'll be talking about today, the aftermath of Drew Brees sticking with the Saints and more. PFT Live, back after this. Greg Olson joining the Seattle Seahawks. Gets a congratulation from zealous football fan. Never misses a game. At every game, can tell you the roster all the way down to the bottom of the depth chart. Maybe he can. Chris you Pratt. sound like Maybe you're being sarcastic. Can. I want to know what Chris Pratt's credentials are to be a true member of of the 12. He's a diehard. Everything I know. How do you know? Because I've seen a number of interviews. Now, does he know every guy on the roster? I don't know. I know he's not a diehard. He knows that you're a jerk now for attacking him for being a fan of a team. I know that. I think he knows that now. That's official. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I actually don't know who Chris Pratt is. What? Sorry, mother Chris Pratt. I didn't mean any of that. (laughs) Yeah. I love we were just having some fun. uh, I know who Chris Pratt is. How many? There's Chris Pratt. (laughs) I like that pose. Jersey, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's the Marshawn Lynch diving into the end zone pose, right? No, 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 because one of his hands would be somewhere else. Yeah. The Marshawn Lynch diving into the end zone pose. Yeah. Well, that would be dangerous to put his hands there in that picture. I think he's being smart there, but, uh, this more and more evidence of Chris Pat, Pratt being a v- avid Seahawks fan to I, prove I you wrong. I was just having some fun. I was just kidding. I, it was just a bit, man. I, I know who Chris Pratt is. I just there, there are plenty of of actors and celebrities who do this convenient drive by. How about that local sports team thing to pander and. I assume Chris Pratt isn't in that crowd, but I've been irritated over the years by the people who act like, you know, like Snoop Dogg. You know who Snoop Dogg is a fan of? Whoever the Every most team popular that's winning. guy in the league. That's right. Right. <laughs> Whoever, yeah. right. Whoever the Super Bowl champion is, that's been Snoop Dogg's team his entire life. That's what irritates me. All right. <laughs> yeah. Drew Brees is staying in New Orleans. Eli Manning's retired. Phillip Rivers has left the Chargers. What's the next domino? What are we going to hear about next by way of a quarterback making a deal, a trade that's lined up to become official four weeks from today, a potential free agent, or, you know, Tom Brady won't be back with the Patriots. What do you think is going to be the next thing we hear? I I, I mean, I feel like the next thing we're going to hear is Tom Brady. I do. Something along those lines. I mean, I, I think there'll be rumors with Andy Dalton and Cam Newton and all of that. But I still think the next thing we'll know about, because like with Cam Newton, we still have to wait for the 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 uh, the physical and all of that stuff, right? And I don't think guys like Teddy Bridgewater and everybody else are going to get their situations figured out. Marcus Mariota and Andy Dalton, those kind of guys, until Brady kind of gets figured out. I think Brady, of course, is one of the linchpins here, probably followed by Cam Newton, honestly, to see where he goes, and then everybody's going to start to fall in place. But I I think it will be Brady. I don't know. What do you say? Well, I think what's going to happen is next week at the scouting combine, Brady's agent, Don Yee, is going to find out who is and isn't interested. And then after the combine, 
It'll be time to negotiate with the Patriots. And everybody's going to want to know what's going on fairly quickly. So I think within the next two weeks, give or take a couple of days, maybe let's say by the end of the week that is coming up two weeks from now, the week after the combine, we'll know whether or not he's staying with the Patriots. We won't know where he's going, but we'll know whether or not he's staying with the Patriots within the next 16 days. And there may be other dominoes before then, but for Brady, I think we're going to know up or down staying in New England by that Friday, that first Friday in March. Yeah, well, I I mean, I just, I don't, you know, at this point, and again, I'm not like reaching out to any friends in the NFL or people like that right now quite yet. But I, I just, I haven't heard anything substantial and I don't know if there's one thing I can point to, to as far as the other quarterbacks we just showed on that list here on TV and the graphic of where I can say, ooh, that makes sense. That's going to happen. I, I, I don't. You know, I know we have some feel for what we think might happen with Phillip Rivers, and there's guesses on there. But, you know, again, I, I don't think there's anything substantial with any of these guys right now. And I think Brady is a huge part of this conversation to see where everybody else falls when all said and done. Yep, and uh, look, there are plenty of dominoes that are going to fall. Again, some already have, more are coming. This is shaping up to be one of the crazy, and I'm not just saying it to hype it. This is I've never seen this many quarterbacks available as free agents, potentially available in trade, or possibly going to be released, and the stuff's already happening behind the scenes now. Yeah. point we made yesterday, for Tom Curran to even suggest that Tom Brady is considering the possibility of having all the interested team come to him, they already know there's interested teams or he wouldn't be, he, there's no reason to have that thought, right. Right? right? It would be incredibly presumptuous to say, gee, I think I'll have all the teams that are interested in acquiring my services come see me. Oh, how many are interested? None. Well, nevertheless, once they become interested, they'll come see me. Yeah. They know. They know. And why wouldn't you? Look, it's more than football, folks. It's a business. They don't want us to say it's a business. It's a business. And it's good for business to have Tom Brady. You're going to sell out your stadium. You're going to sell your luxury suites. They're, people are actually going to show up for the games. They're not going to be no-shows. And they're all going to be wearing their new Tom Brady number 12 jersey. Yeah, that's Chris. right. No, you're right. They are. That's what he does. I mean, he's that big of a figure. We know that. He's an icon. And you're right. The quarterback thing is crazy. Let alone we think we have three top five quarterback picks in the draft and probably another uh, another few guys who are going to be substantial starters. So quarterback play in the NFL is about as good as it can get. That's it for us. See you back here on Thursday. Have a great day. See ya. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.